0: When you have three pillars, the world has stability. But if one of those pillars are weakened, then the globe becomes wobbly. How did God allow this to occur? Please listen to the end of this segment so that you can find an answer that may help us through this most difficult time. Watching the news of this terrible calamity, this terrible earthquake. It reminds me, when I was in Florida, Miami Beach, Surfside, the same night when the building collapsed, I was just a few blocks away. When I woke up and learned to the news, I saw the devastation, the loss. Seeing the news, we're talking about hundreds of buildings collapsed just like that. The loss of one person is like the worst of a whole world. But here overnight, 5,000 human beings were crushed to death. What a disaster. And here we have some 45 countries are now scrambling, rushing to give the help that they can. Turkey, who was once an enemy of Israel, has recently reconnected. Israel has now sent over their military rescue. They are setting up a hospital as we talk. So how do you and I make any sense of this? This earthquake was a natural phenomena. It wasn't a mass shooter. It wasn't some terrorist. This was an act of nature. Well, who was controlling the nature? And How do we understand or make sense of such loss of innocent people? That question is a question that is not new. We go back in the Bible, in history, Abraham was pleading for the people of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah that was going to be destroyed. Noah asked God, Why are we destroying the whole world in the flood? Throughout history, Moses looked up to God and said, Why? Why are you hurting so many people? Yes, that is a very valid question. Why? But when we think about it, we realize and recognize we have who to turn to and ask the question why. When we accept and understand that there is a God in heaven that controls everything, that knows everything, then we have an address where to file a complaint to you have someone to talk to But if you're going to decide there's no God in heaven who could allow this there is no God Then we're really in trouble because we have nowhere where to complain to or try to Pray for a better future. We as the Jewish people have had the opportunity to have a revelation on mount sinai where god appeared at mount sinai and god made a commitment to us and to the world that he is going to be here his presence is always going to be here just like we can't understand why do some people win the lottery why are some people's lives perfect utopia and yet we see an event like this. Disaster. It's the same God. So we can't just accept God when good things happen to us and say, thank God. But and then when bad things happen, we deny in his existence. Either God is here or is he not here. Moses, when he was summoned by God, by the burning bush, and God appeared to Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go to Egypt and free the Israelites. Moses asked God, when I get there, they're going to ask me, what is your name? What do I tell them? God told Moses, tell them, my name is, what will be, will be. So we asked the question, how did Moses know what the Israelites are going to ask him? He hasn't been there yet. How did he know that the only question they're going to have is, what is your name? And what was the answer, what will be, will be? How did that satisfy Moses and the Jewish people? explanation is that Moses was inquiring with God. The same question we have today. What is the name of a God that sits in heaven and watches Pharaoh bathing in the blood of the Jewish children? What's the name of the God in heaven that watches his children being enslaved for 210 years, being tortured. What kind of God? In, what's the name of the God in heaven who watches this and doesn't interfere? God answered, You want to know who I am? I am not just a God that sits in heaven and watches what happens, but I am with you. I am with you as you are suffering. When you suffer, I suffer. We are one. When God created us, human beings, and gave us a soul, it's a part of Him. We are one with God. When we suffer, God is suffering with us. When we are crying, God is crying with us. That does not answer our question why. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things have to happen altogether? There is no answer that we can't comprehend. For one and only reason, Because we are not God, we are human, we are finite, God is infinite. When you have infinite, the finite cannot understand the infinite. We don't have the capacity. And if God would want us to know the why, he would reveal it to us. So here, yet again, the core of our faith is being questioned. How do we continue on believing in a God? who sits in heaven and watches an earthquake occur with 5,000 people perishing just like that? The answer is, that is where faith begins. That is the moment that we realize and recognize that we cannot change what happened, but we can change how we react. And we have a choice how to react, to really realize and recognize That everything we see, everything we hear, happens for a purpose. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's life. But what do we as human beings learn from it? How do we react to what happened? Perhaps some of the thoughts and the takeaway we can have from the earthquake is a reflection of a statement that was chronicled 1,500 years ago, that the world stands on three pillars, Torah, the Bible, prayer, and good deeds. Three pillars. When you have three pillars, the world has stability. But if one of those pillars are weakened, then the globe becomes wobbly, and we need to shore up those pillars so the world doesn't wobble so we didn't have any more earthquakes. Our response to this earthquake is an expression of prayer, expression of hope, expression of empathy for all those people who their lives were shattered. If 5,000 people plus died, but how many people did that affect? It, the whole country. And look at the globe, how we all mobilized together. 45 different countries, even countries who are at odds with each other, came together to try to rescue, reminding us how we are all equal. We are all created in God's image. The earthquake did not discriminate who it killed. It didn't discriminate what religion you're from, what ethnicity you're, you're from, how religious you are, what your beliefs are. We are all Children of God. At times like this, we need to react, turning our heads up to God. And yes, say, Why, God, why? Ask the question, but do not leave it as a question. But realize that we need to take definitive action from this event to shore up these three pillars. So think to yourself when is the last time you went to pray? When is the last time you opened up a Bible to study? When is the last time you did generosity? Now is the moment to do that. You feel bad for what happened? Don't just feel bad. Let's do something about it. Let's make a difference. It reminds me of a story in 1492 in Spain during the Inquisition. It was a very difficult time for the Jewish people. Specifically, when the Inquisition forced the Jewish people to convert to Catholicism, Christianity. So many Jewish people converted overtly, but they still remained Jewish and covert. One such individual was the minister of the king, and he overtly converted to Christianity, but inside he remained a Jew. The king found out about it, and at the time, It was capital punishment of death. This minister pleaded with the king and said please give me a year reprieve so that I could get all my kingdom affairs in order before you execute me. The king granted him the year and then he asked for another month, another week, and another day. Finally the day of the execution occurred. At that day of the execution, at the moment of the execution, there was a massive earthquake right there. Spain. During the pandemonium of the earthquake this minister was able to escape. He left Spain and he was left with a debate. Was the earthquake a coincidence and that's how I got saved? Or was it my miracle? Was it all, did it all happen just so I could be saved from execution? And he couldn't decide which one it was. And he said to himself that if I discover that this was all about me a miracle, then I'm going to return back to my Jewish roots. But if this was just a coincidence, I'll continue on being astrayed from my Judaism." So he went out and met with many philosophers in Germany, couldn't get a satisfactory answer until he met the holy Baal Shemtov. And he asked him this question, and the Bal Shemtov told him, the earthquake was destiny to happen. It had nothing to do with you. Your miracle, yes, was an individual miracle. And this gentleman returned back to his roots. My takeaway of this story is that destiny has been predetermined. This earthquake that happened has been part of destiny. And now there's nothing we could do about it. It happened. It's in the past. What we can do is going to be our reaction. How do we react to such a terrible calamity, to such an event? It is certainly a wake-up call to all of us to realize how vulnerable we are, to realize how every day is a miracle. When we go to sleep at night and you wake up the next morning not to take it for granted. These 5,000 people went to sleep a couple nights ago expecting to wake up and go about their business. They got crushed to death for us that that did not happen to is to learn not to take life for granted, but rather be grateful for every morning. When I wake up every morning, the moment I wake up I'm conscious. I say, thank you, God, for giving me another day. And throughout the day, I say many of blessings of just being grateful for what I have, for what God has given us all. So when we see an event like this, It is certainly a wake-up call to all of us. We all want to pray to God, turn to God, ask God why, God why, and pray that this doesn't happen again. Our hearts are shattered. We, We give empathy and sympathy and condolences and prayers to those that have suffered through this terrible event. Let's grow from it. Let's not withdraw from it. Let's take this terrible disaster, this terrible darkness that befallen the world and let's push away the darkness with light. A little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. Yes, you can make a difference. You are worthy to say that the whole world was created for you. Saving one person is saving the world. We just lost so many people. Let's not lose any more to apathy and complacency. Let's dive in, let's jump in to action, become an activist, and begin doing one of these three items, studying the Bible, the Torah, praying, and doing acts of kindness. You will be doing your part to shore up the pillars so the world no longer be wobbly, would be a very secure world that these tragedies never, ever happen again. Let us pray and hope for better and gooder times for the whole world. God bless you. God loves you.